Hey everybody, Wes chiming in here with another Kickstarter Journeys side quest. Now I haven't done one of these in quite some time and I thought it would be a good time to do it. I'm about to launch another Kickstarter in a few weeks called Questeros. If you've followed along on my journey in social media, I'm sure you've had a chance to see a couple of my posts about it. But uh, I just wanted to share some thoughts behind the game the marketing strategy and kind of what you could expect to see in the near future. So first off, the game itself, it's a it's an attempt to bring four different paths to merge into one. So similarly as I did in some of my other game and uh, game accessory concepts, I keep trying to find ways to cross gaps and bridges in between different parts of gaming and the, the hobby industry as a, in general. So in this particular game, Questeros, it's a two to six player trick-taking game that allows you to just have some fun with some friends in, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to 45 minutes, uh, playing different suits of cards and trying to outbid and outsmart your opponents. But it's all based in this rich fantasy realm that's been developed in tandem with John DeCampos' art. You might know him from Token Tears and... Um, just really love the 80s comic-like feel that he brings to it um, and the way he really embraces the iconography and, and art concepts that I've sent his way and that is known in the Rider Waite tarot deck. So uh, first off, trick-taking game. Second part is kind of the art and ties into the whole tarot aspect of the, the deck because the deck is a fully functional tarot deck and has a lot of the symbology from the Rider Waite tarots, which is the most popular, most well-known form, at least out here in North America. Uh, the third concept behind it is the fact that it could be used as a RPG, kind of a, a fate deck of its own, so you don't necessarily have to use it just for tarot. You could use it as a way to introduce different elements or concepts into your traditional tabletop role-playing games, whether it's uh, mainstream such as Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or smaller zine or um, independent fantasy games. You can always use the cards and tailor them in ways that are similar to tarot or create your completely own path behind them. So, and, and that's because every single card has unique art that tells a story and could relate to different um, classes or different situations. And then the fourth part about it is that it is a solitaire game. So I built this game knowing that solo gaming is a, definitely a thing. I've already done a solo game of my own and seen other ones do quite well. And so I wanted a game that independently plays a solitaire game instead of a very similar game to multiplayer. So the multiplayer game is a completely different game than the solitaire game called Eros Quest. And Eros Quest, it's a solitaire game that focuses on the journey that the fool, which is Eero the Goblin, the jester, would take in the traditional journey or tarot cards. So kind of that's where the biggest uh, bridge is, kind of connecting board games to tarot decks, believe it or not, is this little goblin named Eero who's trying to save the world from a giant dragon. Kind of unexpectedly, his hand is getting forced by the warlock. All right, so that's a little bit about Questeros. 
some of the challenges thus far, uh, John and I decided early on that we wanted something different with the title, something that stands out and isn't really mainstream. And so we went with an ambigram title, and that's a title that can be read uh, both upside down and back and forth. So it can kind of rotate 180 degrees and the title will read the same. Now, spelling a word like Questero says an ambigram is a challenge, and we had to do some unique twists to some of the traditional lettering. And we go, we've gotten feedback from other graphic designers and game designers and, and publishers that maybe this isn't the best decision for the game. Uh, but sometimes there's decisions that you want to make as an independent publisher, and that's one of the benefits you have in not going mainstream and not going with uh, trying to sell your game out to somebody else is you can make these decisions and and enjoy or suffer the consequences of them. And so we're going full force with our ambigram title. There will be an under title on the main box that will explain the title. So it'll say Questeros as the Ambergram logo. And then below that, it'll say Questeros tarot deck or tricky tarot deck and board game or card game or whatever. Um, so we have that challenge that uh, will that sell on Kickstarter? I think so. But will that sell mainstream post Kickstarter? Will retailers want to pick it up? That's a whole other question. And um, I guess that's what we're going to figure out in this little uh, journey that we're going on. The next one is about tarot preconceptions. So originally I was going to call the game Quest Taros and use the proper spelling of the word tarot, but I think there are some preconceptions and got a lot of feedback in different channels about tarot being kind of misunderstood or being thought of in relation to um, negative vibes. So I thought I would rename it and really focus on um, kind of combining it into a fantasy realm. So the word quest is well known and related to fantasy and make-believe and and um, going on adventures. And then the word Westeros is related to one of the most popular fantasy book series of the more modern, more recent times due to the HBO television series and the great books by George R. R. Martin. And so I called it Questeros, knowing that people may think of the word Westeros, but also hearing the word quest makes you think of fantasy so that uh, is the ambergram is a challenge and i'm just kind of explaining the wording of the title there it has some different meanings and then if you were to actually take the end of questeros and flip it to the beginning it would be called eros quest which is a solitaire game so that's another <laughs> fun part of that title is that it's actually two titles in one when you break it up um, question is can i break up the ambergram well enough to bring the Arrow's Quest title. It's a life, we'll see. Uh, and then the last challenge is that I chose to proceed with previewers getting copies of the game prior to all of the art being finished. So it's a 78 card deck as a core, and every card has to have unique art in order to fully appreciate the tarot aspect of it. But at the time of sending out to previewers, because I, I had a certain time frame I wanted to reach and wanted to make sure I kept the process going, so the preview copies only have the court cards and the quest cards have full art. So there's 22 quest cards, which are the major arcana, and then there are 16, or sorry, 4, 8, 12, yeah, 16 court cards, which are the highest ranking cards in each suit of the four suits. So those all have beautiful full color art by John. And then the rest of the cards, the other um, 40 cards that are the main one to tens in each of the suits, 
they are just kind of iconography so it doesn't look as great on the table still try to add it some color and make it the icons within the game uh, so hopefully it'll come across well in some of the videos and the people that play test it or pre preview it will understand that but that is a, a challenge you have to do sometimes you have to decide at what point before the game is actually fully finished do you send it out to previewers while still continuing to develop your game and that kind of hit that threshold where about 40 percent art complete and thought you know what this is the time we'll, we'll produce these through my um, manufacturer as prototypes and then continue on with the art behind the scenes as the game develops we, we still want to i still wanted to move forward with that um the path towards my kickstarter journey all right so that's the challenges thus far and i talked about previewers and i'll talk about some timelines there if you're doing your own kickstarter at some point you have to decide when are you going to send your product out to previewers and i made this decision and reached out to previewers oh probably back in uh, November I think last year I mean I sent it out quite a while ago whether uh, sent some people emails some people text if I knew them well enough or, or Facebook messages or um, put a little post on a group uh, about board game reviewers and previewers so you can get all kinds of responses and I decided to go with basically a 95% unpaid previewer focus this time around um, I've really only got one that is considered or two I guess that'll be paid previews um depending on the timelines if they get them done and what they expect from that but one is quackalope and the other is board games in a minute with sarah shaw uh so i'm hoping to get those videos in time the prototype is already out to one of them and is going out to the other one after the fact and so it could still hit that goal of march 23rd i know one will for sure not sure about the other yet uh, everybody else that i list will be unpaid previews so they get a, a I get I send them the prototype, um, they play it as, as long as they like, and then they ship it at my expense off to somebody else. So the other people that it was sent out to was Two Gun Pixie, which is done by John Galvin, and he has done a terrific job promoting games at no cost to anybody that he does videos for. He just does it for the love of the hobby and the love of games. Uh, he did a lot of work for Legends of Novus and Die in the Dungeon, and all I did was give him a free copy, and he just ran with it. So I was excited to be able to get him a copy of this game. And he's actually looking forward to giving it a try as a tarot deck. And I'm, I haven't seen anybody do that just yet. So this will be cool to see. Uh, so he's got a few videos already on how to play solo, how to play multiplayer, and uh, a solo playthrough. So I think he's still planning to do a multiplayer playthrough and a tarot reading. Next up is the Fundamentals. Uh, Dan Arndt is probably going to do a written review if he has time or a video. Um, so that may come out in time before March 23rd. He's had the deck for a few weeks now, and I think he's going to give it a run. Uh, Travis from Purple Phoenix Games, he did a couple of Heroes Quest solitaire games as well and gave a nice review of it on Purple Phoenix Games' website. So I'll be linking that when I launch the Kickstarter, which, and then he forwarded the game off, which is good. Uh, Riley from Desks and Dorks, they're kind of a newer YouTube channel with an audio podcast. And um, they gave the game a few runs as well and, and loved the artwork and kind of the style behind it and the tarot aspect. So it was cool to see that. And then uh, Louis Martinez from Circle of Nerds, I believe he gave the multiplayer and the solo game a whirl and he'll have a, a little video of it. I know he had some, some health stuff come up recently, so I don't know if that's going to interfere with his ability to do that or not. If not, maybe he'll send it off to somebody else. But um, I was still glad to get his thoughts on it while he has the game and then the last one is uh somebody i discovered recently 
uh, somebody named Livy or Olivia out in Germany. She does a little solo gaming channel, and I thought it'd be cool to send out the game to somebody who's completely unique and, you know, away from my entire perspective of what life is in North America over in um, her neck of the woods and kind of a different solo perspective and see what she thinks of it. So uh, she should have the game soon and may get a chance to put out the review at some point before the Kickstarter is over. And those are all the previewers. So again, every one of these people I reached out as early as I could. And I always recommend on my channel that if you can get out and, and find people to pro play your prototype version of your game or a tabletop simulator or whatever kind of copy you can get them, you want to make sure that they at least know that you want them to try your game several months before you ever even send it their way. And then giving them a time frame on when you're going to launch can go a long way for for good planning and no last minute attempts to get coverage. So at this point in time, I am about just under three weeks from launching and I've got a couple of videos from different people and a couple of written statements and quotes. So if I had to launch tomorrow, I've got enough that I could, but it will be still be neat to see if I can get a few more uh, videos and things to share before then, because the more content that's available, the more um, awareness there is for your game when you go on launch day. And then a couple of them may come out just a couple of days or a week after launch and that works well too because then that, that slump kind of gets uh, deterred a bit by some mid-campaign activity and observations. All right, and then the last thing I wanted to share about Questeros right now is that I made a conscious decision before launching. So, so you know, several weeks ago, I had a conversation with uh, David from Backerkit and I made a decision that this is the first time I'm going to use a paid pledge manager service. I've considered it before, but at my last six campaigns, I've run them from start to finish uh, myself with some feedback and support from some other individuals. But this will be the first time that going into the campaign, I've decided I'm going to use a pledge manager service and I'm going to have them do the advertising for me during the campaign. And they're going to do the pledge managing for me after the campaign. And so that's all work that I either took on myself or worked with little different individual people to, to support in different ways. And this time I want to try using a service that I've heard other people talk about and get a first-hand experience for it myself. Because um, maybe if it does work out, it'd be great to use for my next large campaign. And if it doesn't work out, then uh, I know why. So looking forward to working with them. So far, the two discussions I've had with them over Zoom has been fantastic. Uh, the pricing option that they gave me there was uh, two different tiers and both seemed reasonable and their the marketing experience and targeted audiences that they've built up over the years can only do better than any type of efforts I individually try to put up for Facebook ads because I struggle with those. So I'll share that experience, how Backerkit goes, uh, both either positive or negative as this campaign continues. And similar as I did with Die in the Dungeon and with Decadice before that, uh, one of the things I like doing on my Kickstarter Journeys podcast is sharing my active journeys with you so you can kind of um, see how my campaign progresses over time. And that's not by doing a, a audio recording every day, but maybe once a week or um, when something momentous happens. It's great to be able to just pop on, do a little recording, throw it on the, the channel here as a side quest instead of as a main episode. And... If you want to listen to, great. If not, you can easily flag which episodes are my side quests and which ones are with uh, real 
other game designers and publishers. So, All right, thanks for listening. Uh, hope you enjoy the ride with Questeros launching on March 23rd. If you're able to be there and support it on day one, that's very much appreciated. Uh, otherwise, just kind of live and learn through my trials and tribulations with it. Take care.